Welcome to the podcast Studio Staying, Inspiring Leadership. I learned in my life the importance of being inspired by others and to be surrounded by people who bring you new insights and perspectives. That is the way to grow as a leader and human being in challenging and changing times. In these podcast series, I bring you the latest innovations on personal development and leadership told from business managers, CEOs, spiritual leaders, and people who live their true story. Akeen is my next guest. Linda, very welcome. And I'm so honored and excited to have you here on this show today. Uh, thank you, Stane. I'm really excited and honored to be here. Let me introduce yeah. you, uh, Linda, because you have a, a huge and amazing background. And I, I try to capture it in a few lines, but it doesn't do you service. It doesn't do you honor of all the career that you have been having so far. So let's go ahead uh, about your what okay. about your career. So Linda is an American healer. She's an author and teacher of metaphysics as well as a professional musician. She is the author of in total seven books. Her international bestseller, Intuition Magic, Understanding Your Psychic Nature, is a fundamental book for all who want to explore more about the power of one's intuition. In 1987, she was the co-founder of one of the largest schools in energy management and intuition in Holland before she moved to the US in 1993 where she has been living and working since. And the most striking realization Linda had in the course of her work was how each and every human being has full access to his or her own elaborate body of spiritual information. That is, if only they have the interest to seek and find it. So in this podcast, Linda and I will elaborate more on the topic of intuition, the human spirit, and how energy can help you to live a life that is in service of you and others, where true happiness and contentment is found despite the many challenges we might face today in our daily lives. There is a lot more to tell about you, Linda, but let's 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 start with um, with the interview. Intuition and and feeling into one's depthness. What was the for you, the, the first moment that you realize that there is a lot more than our physical body or what we can see and what we can smell and what we can touch with our five senses. Do you remember one of those moments that you had said like, whoa, something is, <laughs> there is something more? Well, yes, for me, it goes all the way back to when I was a child. Mm. And um, when I was uh Let's see. Well, I'll start with the fact that um, when one of my grandmothers passed away, I was about seven and um, I was already, I knew something was kind of different about me. Mm. Uh, by the way, the rest of my family or my siblings acted or my friends, but um, I wasn't ready yet to really care about that. And at a certain point, um, when I, yeah, I was about seven after my grandmother died. I um, started seeing uh, on the bedroom wall uh, from the streetlights outside, there was um, windy and um, there was like movement of leaves in the shadow. Mm. And I was, uh, my bed, well, my sister was right next to me and she's asleep. And my bed um, was, you know, real close to this place on the wall. And so um, I started to... Um, figure out, well, what is that? And then I realized it was um, it was some beings, some like angels, I probably thought. And then also mm. uh, my grandmother, um, she wasn't really uh, saying anything, but she, she was, I was being told that she's fine and that she's mm. in another realm. And um, it kind of fit in uh, already with, um, which is in my uh, Intuition Magic book, when I, was a child and I wasn't listening to the minister, but I was staring out of the stained glass windows and uh, seeing this other world that existed. Mm. And for me, it was it's just normal. And, and luckily in those days, um, I had great parents who loved uh, the concept of 
dreaming and being free and they were very uh, free thinking people and always they're listening to um, uh, people of the time who were speaking about like Leo Bascalia and all that way back in the 50s and all these other people. And so I was uh, luckily uh, surrounded by a lot of open-mindedness. Um, then the other thing that I think would be quite important to tell is that um, when I was five years old, this was before we moved from the San Francisco Bay Area to Sacramento area in California, um, I had a nightmare. And um, I, it's the only one I remembered or it was like a new experience. And I was waking up in a great panic and I didn't, I, I don't think I was aware of what was going on, but it was being kind of like in a hell of uh, these big red clouds and um, just a terrible experience in, on my, in my uh, hands and of largeness and everything. So I, I went to my parents' room and um, that's, they came in to help me. Um, and I didn't know what was going on. Luckily I calmed down and it was okay. But uh, years later, when I uh, was studying metaphysics and also the use of um, intuition at the school I described in my book, I was aware of the fact that I had uh, relived a nightmare, I mean, a uh, past life. So it was a nightmare about a car accident that mm. I had been in. And uh, in my, in a pre, the life right before this one in the 40s, early 40s. So, you know, when you have these experiences as a child and then as you move along as a teenager, um, and you 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 keep discovering that you're not quite like other people, mm -hmm. and um, so you get in trouble that way. And you also feel quite um, isolated at times. Mm -hmm. But when I went to the school in the nether, I mean, in sorry, in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, where I was living, uh, and all of which I write about in uh, Intuition Magic, I it was like life-altering, uh, saving my life to know that I, that what I was experiencing all those years was a, a gift and that um, discovering that I um, was good at it, but in the beginning, not at all. I, I thought I was terrible at it and everything. And then, you know, there's a lot more to tell from that point yeah, that I right. left, went to the Netherlands. That's an interesting story as well, but I'm letting you ask the yeah. next question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so what, what is that for you when you say the, the metaphysics, how would you describe it? How would you translate it in in words that, because it's, it's a broad term, uh, yeah. uh, that people can really say, oh, well, that is metaphysics. Uh -huh. Can, can well, you elaborate yeah. a little bit on that? Yeah, because if we stay in the idea that it's, termed metaphysics that means we're just sitting in our regular reasoning brain mm. which is very valuable and great but um unless we get help to exit that thinking part of ourselves you know that we're raised on and get you know good grades and all that um unless we're fortunate enough to either have experiences like i did and then know where how to have find that area Mm -hmm. you know, like through the stained glass windows or whatever, um, we need help to um, be taken. Many people need to be taken. Many people have been going there, but didn't trust it. And they didn't know what was happening. Very often very upsetting. And so um, metaphysical is just like, I'd say, um, you know, like if you're Googling something and then you say, okay, this is what metaphysical could be. And then you discover this whole world of other people, other human beings who have had uh, extraordinary um, in experience with visions or, in, or um, information. And it doesn't have visual, it can be hearing things. And also just, um, Many people will probably remember as children that they just felt things that they could not 
handle they didn't even know what it was and then when you go to school and you're supposed to pay attention and not stare out of the window and start daydreaming um it becomes an issue but the way humans are we're born with it and we you know if we're lucky to have the right um upbringing and and, and surroundings um then we don't need to start from the level of what is metaphysical because um, it would be more, oh, that's why I had these things happening to me. However, the people who start from the gate of metaphysical, what is it, uh, are very often needing other people to open the door and it's very, very, very simple. It, yeah. it, and it's like almost like unbelievable how simple it is, basically. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you, Linda. And what, what it reminds me is like, we all have sometimes this voice inside when we have to make a decision like, do this, you know, do it. And you don't know why. Yeah. You, you marry a person because you, because you have this voice inside or this fear. This is the right person. You don't yeah. think it over. And... So I'm quite curious about how, when you say, okay, you were very lucky that you were brought up with parents who encouraged you to develop that talent and a beautiful gift. Yeah. What have you seen in your school and in your career that are the main, the main uh, factors of blockage that people have mm. that they cannot access that, that part of the intuition that every human being has actually. Yes. And that's, so with, uh, the great um, gift of being able to teach um, a bunch of people for about five years in a big circle and then hearing mm -hmm. people's stories. And so uh, I even get chills when I think about it because it's so exciting because very often it's just um, starting with people who feel they have blockages. It's just from the very beginning, they're allowed to say hello to those blockages and say it's okay mm -hmm. and I got them from school I got it from parents and um, many 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 especially when I was in the Netherlands um, from a church and religion so mm -hmm. this is good that's bad you can't do that you have that vision that's, you know all these rules and that I think the biggest thing that I because um, I haven't taught them such a scale as I did in the Netherlands uh here but um there were like a guilt an enormous amount of guilt because okay our western cultures you know like especially if we're raised in a religious setting um it's just like blocking almost everything and also authority because we're not allowed to be our own authorities mm. and and that's so <laughs> watching all those people is like such such a the gift to see them like just from the beginning. Okay, you, so um, forget all that, the block right now. So then uh, just concentrate on the bottom of your feet and have your feet say hello to the earth. And you can open up the bottom of your feet like a flower. And then just, you see all these people having that experience and, and suddenly the whole world opens up because they've been given permission mm. to, to do something outside of the way we were raised and taught. And so that's when you discover that maybe, you know, three quarters of the room or more are already quite intuitive and opened that way, but they just didn't listen. They weren't allowed. They didn't let themselves listen or act on it. And then you have this enormous guilt that we have in our Western culture, this enormous amount of guilt. So just the blocks are just everywhere. If you go to a place where you're given permission, then, you know, within a short time, this whole other world, you're allowing it in. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, do you remember the, the one of these, the, the biggest revelations that you have seen with people? What, what, what comes out of people when, when, they, when, they, when they find the, when oh. they have this moment? Well, I'll tell you, after in those years, we uh, in the room. We yeah. always had um, uh, someone wandering around called a control, which is in the in the book too. It's discussed, you know, the way I was taught and learned and given permission. 
So thank God, because many times, I'd say if someone's having an enormous breakthrough, they are not happy. They might mm. be crying. They might be having a panic attack. Uh, they're, they're, yeah, I'd say crying, panic attack. Sometimes they have to leave the room and then yeah. the first, the control has to go out and help them because it's, it's, um, it's just something It's like being allowed out of a dark room or something. And suddenly, and it, you can think, well, that's marvelous. But if you don't even know how to function in yeah. the new space, you don't feel safe. You don't know where your boundaries are. And so, um, I, I, I experienced that as well as the other uh, teachers that people are having major breakdowns in the classroom, like sometimes 26 people, a couple people, or is a really difficult subject, like later on, not in the beginning. In the beginning, it's not that difficult, but even, even grounding was, I mean, can be just a huge experience that completely like wipes somebody out because they're, they're actually allowing that in, in their psyche. So I don't know if that answers enough of your question. Yeah, no, it's, 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 um, especially the part on the grounding, when you say that, just put the feet on the ground. How, mm -hmm. how does it come that you are so disconnected of, uh, of our, of our body, of our, of our life, of, of, of the bigger whole, uh -huh. and, and that we are so afraid of it. Yeah, it's really, um, I majored in anthropology and um, in college, and so I was always interested in the other uh, the cultures that, you know, came way before mm. all the modern people, <laughs> you know, like yeah. all, and, and, and so, um, well, and also the grounding cord, so it's not just the feet, but um, the, uh, straight connection with your the bottom the root chakra and you know the uh all these seven seven energy centers um so when you're grounding with an energy cord and you get to imagine what it looks like and how it feels going to the center of the earth and saying hello to mother earth is like mm. another like <laughs> total revelation it's like being on drugs you know like yeah People who, who know, they come to the cosmos somewhere they know that they're, they're going to use their intuition. So mm -hmm. in a way, it's, just, it's like being on drugs or, or even bigger, you know, because it doesn't go away after <laughs> once you've experienced it. But um, it's, it's just sad. And our, because, like I said, I studied anthropology and like all about the um, primitive cultures and, and Native Americans from California, because I, I had been involved in archaeology of that. And um, ever since, and even as a child, um, my parents had people from other countries uh, visiting, um, like, uh, I don't know, I was like 12, and they, some Indian uh to Indian people walking across the United States for peace and stuff like that. So we, I was just, uh, uh, introduced to a lot of uh, other cultural uh, ideas. And so we, you know, when we are afraid of even saying hello to Mother Earth, it's because it's not our fault. It's just that we didn't get the chance. Mm. And that's why I love teaching this subject and writing about it because it just, allows us to be our real selves and our big selves. And speaking of that, you can even decide, do I want to be big right now? And I keep my aura small, or do I want to be huge? Or do I want to, or I don't want to ground with a thin little string down to Mother Earth right now because I, I just don't in the mood? Or do I want this enormous grounding cord and with the ocean or in nature? So we it's it's we have so much autonomy and choice. We have all the choices we want. We're, we're free. It's, it just gives you the chance to realize that we are in charge. I am in charge. Nobody yeah. else. Yeah. I'm in charge. Yeah. And it's the idea in the book about the garden where, you know, you're in your garden. It's like dying. And it's like nobody's it's not being taken care of. And you're sitting, oh, well, you know, that's terrible. How come the gardener doesn't come and, and, and fix it up? And then we realize, wait we're i'm the gardener i have to take care of my garden mm. and 
<laughs> that, that that's a beautiful comparison or or uh, uh to look at yourself as a garden and you are the garden yeah not someone else yeah. yeah 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 and luckily i i read the secret garden one of the first books i read when i was seven and that was like a whole world like oh yeah. my god and there's even a wall around it so nobody could come in and it was just i mean i highly recommend just for starters if they haven't read the secret garden that's a first step because um, of course connecting with nature and freedom and nobody else can be in your garden yeah, so yeah, yeah it opens beautiful, up beautiful linda in your book you you, you talk a lot about uh, visualization and i was wondering uh, even uh, uh, as a child often when you imagine things it's called like fantasy how yeah. would you How would you describe or distinguish visualization and fantasy? And what, what is the difference? How can, can you share a little bit about that? I'll try based on my own experiences. Um, mm. But maybe I should start with a student ex example. Yes, um, yes. Because... Say somebody says they don't know how to visualize and they, I mean, and, and another thing is if you can't visualize, that's fine because we're not all built to visualize. We, we could be clairaudient with our hearing and clairsentient with just our body, you know, feeling. So that, that's all totally valid. So if you can't visualize, that's fine. Maybe yeah. you can later on develop it, but I'm, I'm thinking about say, um, so I'm just thinking, that's funny. I'm actually in the room in Amersfoort, seeing one student is really weird how this comes up. Mm. But and so then that that woman is saying, well, the thing is, um, this it's they're even like angry, like, it's just my imagination, because, you know, I've been doing this, if I'm supposed to think of something, and then just I'm imagining it. And so, of course, uh, as a teacher, then you say, well, uh, you know, the whole precept of the, of, the, of the book and all that is that your imagination isn't just uh, something that, you know, um, is there for like, you know, school or, or like, well, what do you want to do yeah, for yeah. your birthday or stuff, but that that's the door. And so what you say to the person is, um, well, your imagination is some is belongs totally to you and so now when we do this next say exercise then they do, you'd lead the group on a journey say so, so you're um right now you're in your secret garden and so then um just uh what does it look like and then people always as far as i know see something in their garden mm, yeah and then what surprises them and sometimes causes them to freak out <laughs> as they see how they can see all this stuff, you know, they can see. And so the people who can handle it, like, oh, I went along this trail and then there was this like uh, this bear and it was like sitting there and then it wanted to talk to me. So the journey that people go on from the beginning, sometimes from the very beginning is, um, that there's no end to their imagination wow, and also yeah. that it's 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 incredibly valuable because our again our western culture raises us to not have our we're not our authority someone else's authority they're telling you exactly what to see what to do that's good that's not good and so um it can be the biggest liberation of your life to uh give be allowed mm. to take charge of your own your imagination your own body your own everything um in order to go on these journeys which are never ending and again if i say i was teaching a, a more advanced class then you go from another level like okay now you're in the you're on this uh rainbow staircase and you go up there and then and you know it's on maybe another level people who have worked with their visualization for self-healing And again, if if people can't visualize, which happens a lot, then they do it by just their inner sense. You know, they they might not see it, but they know it because the knowing the actually the most you know common that everybody yeah. well we know things, 
but how we know it can be just a sen sensation in our bodies or mm. um, we can hear hear things or say, you, you know, you hear a bird singing and then the bird's talking to you. So again, mm. uh, the visualization part doesn't have to be everything. Yeah. Let's go to, to, to the hearing part because that, that I find always very interesting and when people, but when you have, when you say you you hear this this little voice inside of you, you often have your own thoughts or ego wise mm. that you're talking the whole day to yourself. Right. How would you? What does it feel for you differently between all these egos talking in your hand in your head and? Yeah. This too sharp inner voice that that people might hear when they. Uh, yeah. I once had it when I had to make a decision on an investment that I had to make. I uh -huh. felt I truly felt it in my heart. Some said, "Do it, do it." Yeah, so, yeah. A very strange, right. bizarre feeling. How was how was that for you? Well, it's it's not easy. Uh, I'm just going to admit. Um. Um. Because I recently was following the voice of, you know, and I have a lot of guys and whatever mm. talking to me all the time. In fact, sometimes I, think I really have to like just go away for a while. <laughs> But the thing is, um, so sometimes just to start with the, the worst case is that, um, you know, you're being guided by your intuition and then you do something and you, you, you know, it's what you have to do. But then it turns out to be a problem that you hadn't anticipated. And for me, it's like a problem that I needed to face. Mm. And and that was like more, that was recent. It's like, oh my God, like not only are they guiding me always for the best or my inner voice or my higher self always for the best, it ultimately it's for the best. But sometimes uh, we, and this is what confuses people, And even me, it is, you know, like when this big thing happened, um, that I realized, though, via my intuition, via my voices after that, and via, uh, you know, also doing oracles, which are very, very useful for me, um, extremely useful. And again, you have to use your intuition with them. But that I discovered that there was a whole area in myself that I was um, avoiding, you know, mm -hmm. after all these years. And so... Um, That's not going to happen often, but I wanted to start with that because I don't want to sit here and say that, um, you know, our our inner voice, our intuition is the supreme. It is supreme, but we may have some challenges by listening to it, but we'll always, when we go back, it's going to resonate in our heart. And to me, that's the place. You know, it comes through different ways, but our heart, when we are tuned in very, very clearly and powerfully, and we, we've had, you know, we know what it's like to be in our heart after whatever experiences, then if we just always take it back to the heart, that's the place that we can test, test it out again through how our body feels, uh, how our grounding feels, how our um, our mood, you know, our, our emotions. And it is a, quite a process. So if people are just starting out, I think it's really best to say, it's not just gonna be from one moment to the next, trust or me, oh, now I can, you know, now I know. Again, those things we hope for, we you know, maybe see other people, teachers or whatever, and they say, oh my God, they really know they're listening to their inner voice. But it it's it's can be, it's like a whole journey again. And it's all about discovering who we are and our our problems and hangups because it's all about learning mm. life on this planet, every yeah. bit of it, learning, learning, learning. And so I think especially now where, you know, our, our plan is going through this whole new phase and that it's not always going to be pretty and fun. We're going to have to face new challenges, really big ones. And everyone's like, ah, you know, what am I going to do? Well, just stay close to yourself. 
and do whatever you can to develop your intuition, either alone or with other people, and establish this feeling of um, trust in your own authority and your own inner voice. And again, you know, when you're working with others, it could it's very it can be useful as well. But it's not an easy thing. It's you know. Having, you know, like if you thought you were listening to your inner voice and then you have this big problem come up. Ultimately, to me, it's well, always... What, what, what do you do then, Linda? Oh, boy. I, 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 yeah. Oh, boy. Because then, you know, like, okay, now I'm not going to listen anymore. Yeah, now that's a good question. Because at the moment, when you're learning the most difficult thing maybe you've ever learned in your life about intuition and you know listening to your inner voice and I'll just that happened to me recently okay mm -hmm. and so but I'm also working with the fact that there you know that like even reading the news and all that like we have to deal with so much and we can be like horrified and so what I do is then always go back to my meditation and, you know, clean out my aura and say hi to Mother Earth. All these things to bring in the light that I reach my light. So you start, you start with your inner light. You're, you're the sun above your head and your, that comes into your body, every cell of your body and the light in your grounding cord. And then I, I also, over the years, developed Mother Earth and Father Sky. And they're there to help me. They came around a long time ago. Mm. And... Uh, but then even then, so just to be honest, if you start having a major panic attack, <laughs> it's normal, especially now when things are going on the way they are on our planet or with people we love. And then we're going to be really challenged. And so um, we must, first of all, like totally admit and like, like, oh, give over, over favor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just come on, just give over. Surrendering, thank you. Yeah. I couldn't remember the word. <laughs> Surrendering <laughs> to like, and and even like, like, uh, I don't know how many people. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, but people who have been meditating and they're trusting and everything, and then suddenly they're in like a hell they've never been in, for instance. Yeah. So, I'm just speaking from my own experience, but I I really think it's a a, a way of just grabbing the situation and just dealing with it from your authority is that you you know you ground you get help from your from mother earth you get help from father sky you get help from all your guides you get help from all the ets that some people are connected with mm -hmm. and all these things um so you feel now you have access to your light yeah. for me it's just all about the light my higher self the sun above my head my has my known name in it like we the children's books that were i'd love to republish those but you write your what write your name in the sun and then you bring it in and you fill every cell of your body. Mm -hmm. So grounding uh, your old, own son, talking, speaking to Mother Earth, uh, giving mm -hmm. gifts, give a gift to Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. She gives a back, same with Father Sky. There's a lot of symbolism because the symbols, and I didn't really mention that enough. The people who don't know how to, they say they can't visualize, symbols are just incredibly so if you don't know anything you say okay what do i see well i see like a leaf okay well so what does that leaf mean and then you can actually the leaf will tell you so symbols all those things and then together with your own um self-healing and then you ask for you know help from your guides and all like i said god basically and, and this um, goes all back can... to to also old age ancient traditions. The Indians they also had they worshipped the sun and the earth. And yeah, that old tradition. Too. It's oh, not so something yeah. very very yeah. fluffy. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. and that's why the ancient cultures are to me everything. They're just like they did it. They knew it. That wasn't always pretty or fun, but mm. they had all this information. Which boy, our Western culture is just like, and we can see what yeah. we're doing ruining the planet and we because yeah. we don't listen to the sun and the moon and the mother earth and father sky and our higher self and god we we don't you know some of us do but not enough not and, enough. and we don't know what's going to happen now you know um <laughs> can, can i ask you Linda, yeah what mm -hmm. were for you the most changing moments in your life 
that you said, wow, when I meditated or I made this decision based on my intuition, but it would be good or bad, uh, or not the direction that 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 you had hoped for. Uh-huh. What were these? Can you can you share a little bit? Maybe one or two moments that you said, "Wow, this was really some some big stuff that happens." That something yeah, that you well, visualized uh, and later happened, yeah. or I'll admit that that happened rarely. And the one most recently was the, a new one, which fit in with my new. I feel like I'm stepping into a new persona i'm a new person and the last since last mm. year it's a whole uh hellish time i had in the coven and after so not feeling mentally stable and all that i'll just admit a lot of people mm. tons of people had it and i'm still yeah. still recovering yeah and so i'm trying to think um well yeah no that bringing that whole time up so on and 21 i sold my big house family house in um Sacramento and I'd been living there for eight years by myself after getting divorced and uh, that was great I was in a band and I was like meditate it was really a really good time in my life to get all myself all these things mm-hmm. happening and I redid books wrote books but then um yeah when I so saw I thought it would be really easy that I filled up my car most of my stuff was in storage in Sacramento filled up my car with all my like worldly things I needed to go stay in a new place and i i went off to oregon you know to this little town because i wanted to live in small town and so it was like one thing after another like the first town they were still so much in covid that i couldn't even really hang out with anyone was way in eastern oregon Mm -hmm. way beautiful but and i knew one person there but then that person was (laughs) screwed up in the covid and then the musician i was played with was screwed up and then I discovered even even I could there was no place to go so I was stuck in my little apartment up there you you wanted to you went there to go and live in a communion and you ended up in a small town and start teaching music and giving meditation and I thought oh this is easy the COVID we have our and you know our Mm. our shots and um and then so that ended in a really and I had like I'm just admitting I had a lot of uh, emotional um, and a lot of anxiety and all that. And then, um, (laughs) so then I go back, crawling back to California. And because my band was still around, I live in a little town near. And the musician that I made a CD with, by the way, people, I have a CD on my website. You can listen to it (laughs) because I really, I, you know, my music is really important. So anyway, I moved back there. And this, of course, the reason I moved out of California was because of the heat waves, the fires, the smoke, the mm. drought, everything. But I was back right into it. <laughs> but I luckily I was got, getting to play music with the, the, the amazingly talented yeah. musician I had a CD with. And that was great. I knew some people at my band. But then at a certain point, um, you know, I just I couldn't find a place to live uh, that I could afford. So I decided, well, okay, I'm going back to Oregon. <laughs> and then I go up to Oregon and I decided, well, I'm going to stay in this one city. This uh, reason I, uh, I've heard a lot, one of my band members was in this, this, this city in Oregon. And, um, and then I discovered that, wait, this, this city is too busy. I, so then <laughs> I kept looking for where I really wanted to live. And then I ended up, I stayed in like six Airbnbs, you know, over the course of of a few months because they had to kick me out because they wanted it for something else then I ended up at the top of a mountain being totally isolated still looking for a place to live and then finally at the very end um just the last few weeks I said okay my realtor said this one city this town small town I said love it so I got in my car and and then I'm there and finally you know like Mm. uh how long how many years two years later um I say this is this is my town. And what was it like a, a quest for yourself these two years? Like, where, Oh, God, where... totally, totally. Yeah. Because I wanted a new life. I wanted to get out of the Sacramento where I grew up. And then I came, I grew up for like, oh, 10 years or no, 12 years. And then I, with my married life and raising uh, four children in this big house in Sacramento. So I lived there another, um, was it 32 years or something? 
can my the math is feeling me but mm -hmm. so um i just wanted a new life i wanted to and and i loved oregon we had food yeah. first to oregon and um it just we all fell in madly in love with it and the weather even though it's not as you know easy now yeah. with the heat waves but anyway yeah it was a quest to find a new home yeah. new place and now i'm still this so year i'm um what, was it worthwhile, Linda? Was it worthwhile the two years of 100%, traveling? A hundred percent. And that and that, and that never was any doubt. Oh boy, um, not no, no doubt about getting the hell out of California and going to Oregon. <laughs> yeah. No, the, I had doubts about um, which city, but then I when I came to this city. I was like, okay, I know this is it, but now there's very few musicians here, so now it's like, well. There's some a few, and I, but I have to travel for a half hour, forty five minutes, or an hour to play with these marvelous musicians that I've met. So it's like maybe I'll end up moving down there. But um, anyway, no, right now I can fully say I'm thrilled that I'm ended up where I did. I have a view mm -hmm. of the coastal range and farmland from my backyard. Wow! And I really wanted nature. I want to get out of the cities. Yeah, and so I can say that I'm a hundred percent really glad I came to exactly where I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why did you took some brave decisions, Linda? Oh yeah, I was realizing. Yeah, I was I was very brave, and um, and it was very very difficult and physically because I had to move all my stuff like seven times by myself the final, the final move i had to finally hire some people because i couldn't lift anything anymore and i almost like fell down carrying this big heavy thing so, so what, what yeah, was, it was the thing what was the thing you that you kept on going because most people would say well you know i just stay where i am now no i, know, I don't care i know did you, did you have a feeling like I'm being supported, or or oh, absolutely, oh uh, yeah. This no. is what what drives me that am I that I continue. Could you just oh absolutely how, how yeah you the, found the, the hard part yeah oh yeah and the hard part is my kids and my family and everything and my friends they thought that I was nuts insane because yeah, I was exactly. in this wonderful yeah. band in Sacramento. We played all over the city and it was fantastic and and then uh, I come up here and then people did think. By the time they were so relieved that I found this place, mm. and um, but yeah, my kids and my my family, except my brother lives not about six hours away, so he's thrilled. But you know, people thought, well, what in the hell? Why? What is she what doing? Did, yeah, what <laughs> is what she doing? But you know, I'm. It harkens back to the reason I went to Holland. It's mm. the same way. I had a great of teaching. I was in this fantastic band everything um friends and be the best musicians in the whole world in san francisco bay area well i mean in cal in california right and yeah i'll say california and then so um yeah but i just had to get the hell out of there just go yeah. so i got a one-way ticket to um uh to well it, i thought that i was going to ireland but then my real uh, the what's it called the person who used to make your travel agent um said no i got this great this great flight is going to amsterdam and uh and then oh this is a fun story um and let me know if i'm running out so, of so, he, no, wait, wait. so he just said yeah. you go you go to amsterdam and that that's the way you ended up in holland it, well but this really interesting thing the night yeah. before i left i was going to go straight from amsterdam to ireland the night before I left, there's a guy at the door. I'm leaving and saying, yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow for Ireland. And I said, but I'm going to go to Amsterdam first. And he said, you're kidding. I know someone there. He takes out of his wallet the phone number of somebody. Yeah. And it turns out when I'm freaking out because I'm like, yeah, what have I done? I don't know anyone. I call this guy. Instantly rides me around on his bicycle, meet his parents, start falling in love with, the Nether with Amsterdam and the Netherlands. And just and then I I made that as a home base, you know, and then I started yeah. giving readings. And is, is, I, is that yeah. truly following your intuition? Your you you live yeah. in the moment and you receive this 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 uh, 
phone number and you act upon it you you listen to what is happening to your well in your it's less than yeah it's, in that case it was complete 100 divine intervention mm. i mean i would not have done any of it i wouldn't have had the same children or any if i had that guy standing at the door and if he didn't have it in his wallet you know and so to me and this is really important to mention it's not just us and our higher self but it's our the huge world of god angels uh ets that are really wanting to help you all these mm -hmm. things and they're they're going to just like put you on there it's almost it's, it, it feels like you're on this track you just clicked under this track and, tick, 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 and you're going along and then they'll warn you or tell you do this do that And it sounds a little bit, maybe for some people, uh, a little much, which it can be. Yeah. But used to having this my entire life, and I just like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Or, oh, is that true? You know, because it makes me, you know, it makes you feel a little bit like, okay, I've really lost it. That I'm listening that much to, yeah. you know, or, there's or, not always the voices, but they do. Yeah. What they do is they they hook you up with exactly what you need at the exact right time. Yeah. And that blows my, that still blows my mind mm -hmm. to this moment. I, it's like, whoa. It's like, so we're in this grid of, of, of help, mm. of divine help. And of course, you know, sometimes negative things can like make us like, you know, is that right? Mm -hmm. And there are going to be some, you know, we're going to yeah. doubt and maybe it didn't turn out to be, but I what, have what I've, what trust. Found, trust. Yeah, yeah. What I found beautiful, Linda, is that, you know you receive these offerings or these these uh, acts of uh, the man who showed who gave you the phone number or mm. or you said yes you know and yeah. i think that is for me um and when i listen to you you always said yes mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people say no when when something is coming something very unexpected which does not fit into the daily life or into their habits most of the people say no yeah and what i hear in your story and i think that is um so important to when you know your in, when you can deal with your intuition is to act upon it and to say yes to it oh, and to boy. embrace that with a Uh, a full commitment, yes, you know, yeah. and uh, that's what, what, yeah. You've said it right there. Thank you. Mm. That'll help your audience tremendously because that's the crux of the whole thing, yeah. that you are willing to say yes because for me anyway, there's no other, I don't really have other choices. Like I have to do this and you're going to feel it in your heart or in your whole body or intuition or voices or whatever colors but yeah the fact you have the courage to say yes is the final step yeah that's the final step and, and to skip the buts you know because <laughs> <laughs> yeah because even, Just, yes but you know yes yeah, but, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no that's true on all my life uh i traveled in europe alone and went on two archaeological uh, well, I can't even remember, at least one archaeological dig um, in what used to be Yugoslavia. And I was like wandering around with a red guitar mm. on my shoulder, full blown hippie, wandering about getting rides from, the, I was in Paris and, you know, the back of a furniture truck and all this. So I, I took a lot of risk. Yeah. I, I was, but in those days, it was fine. I mean, rarely was it a problem. And again, my parents encouraged me just go out into the world yeah, and explore. Yeah. You know, because they escaped that kind of uh, life they were born into. Yeah. And then in the Midwest, you know, my mother from a farm and um, my dad, you know, an electrical engineer. And they just, they moved out to um, California. It was like the whole world was opening up in those days, you know, in the 50s. And they were like all these interesting new concepts. So that's, I'm just fortunate that I had parents who said, yep, go out, explore the world. We won't even worry about you. You know, and that's rare. But well, yeah, we have to do that now for ourselves. Let, let's have let's have that as a takeaway for all the all the parents who are listening to this. Yeah, podcast. all the parents. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, it is different now. 
the world is a more dangerous place, but you must not try to keep your kids from following their dreams yeah. or their what they want to do, unless you just huge, yeah. because they're oh no, well that might not work. As a parent, just don't do that. And if it's really dangerous, then of course. But just encourage them to think for themselves. You know, and that's yeah. really rare sometimes. Beautiful. Yeah. Then we're almost coming to the end of the podcast, and I still have uh, one question for you. What can we still expect from you? Apart from the CD, that is uh, that that what what can yeah. we expect? What is there to come? <laughs> well, that's you, a hell of a good question because it's exactly what I'm just this like maybe this next week have to decide. Um, for sure, music, but that might not be something I'll get to share because I'm probably just going to be performing. But I've uh, for years and years I've been carrying around and in that car. I was driving around with a car full of stuff for since I was 16. I kept journals and all that and mm -hmm. traveling like experiences I've had traveling. And for instance, in the Van Gogh Museum, I was um, taking you know, just when I first went to Amsterdam and all these dreams of sort of, sort of memories, dreams and reflections like, you know, is a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. And and so now I um, I really. Uh, want to try to start writing. I have no idea, no idea, but there's still some things about uh, intuitive unwickling, you know, uh, mm -hmm. that I I still, I have more information that I was thinking maybe I should try to write more about that. Like when people have asked me about uh, some reading techniques and they've maybe learned, they haven't even read the book, they've learned from someone else about do this, that, but they're missing some important pieces of reading or going into mm. trance. I don't know, but um, I know I'm not completely done wow. with writing. Yeah, anyway. Let us know, Linda, when it is coming, the next chapter of I your will. book or I your will. book. And and it's wonderful speaking with you, Stan. Thank, thank you so much. I just thank you. Opens up a whole world, and I really appreciate thank your you. reaching me. And well, I thank you, Linda, for this uh, magnificent conversation. And I also want to thank the the listener, and I hope also for the listener this uh, has been able to inspire you, because that is my mission after all to to bring inspiration of all kinds of people. And because personal development and growth are key elements in a changing world, so we should really look, mm -hmm. look dive into ourselves. And if you want to listen more, dear uh, listener, to more podcasts, press the follow button and you will be informed immediately. Thank you very much, thank Linda. Uh, thank you your, so much. Uh, thank all you. All your information and your inspiration. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye-bye. A magnificent conversation and I also want to thank the, the listener and I hope also for the listener this uh, has been able to inspire you because that is my mission after all to, to bring inspiration of all kinds of people and because personal development and growth are key elements in a changing world so we should really look, mm -hmm. look dive into ourselves and if you want to listen more dear uh, listener to more podcasts press the follow button and you will be informed immediately. Thank you very much, thank, Linda. Uh, thank you your, so much. Uh, thank all you. All your information and your inspiration. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to Studio Stain. If you want more inspiration, just go to my website, studiostain.com or go to the Spotify website, iTunes, on inspirational leadership. You can also share this podcast with others who might benefit from listening to these inspirational talks. Thank you very much, great people.